Welcome to Sweet Tea and Lemonade, a podcast of four sister friends serving the tea and slicing up life's lemons with love, laughter, and lots of lessons learned. Okay, y'all, it is officially New Year's Eve on twenty of 2020. And this has probably been the longest and shortest year of everybody's life, depending on what's been going on. Yes. And I know that we were talking about how do we process 2020? And um, I think Kyla said it, and I love the way she put it, because she was like, how do we process 2020 from a place of joy so that we can bring that joy into 2021. And so let's just talk about 2020, everything that 2020 has been um, and how we're dealing with it and processing it. I'll jump in. (laughs) I'll jump in. And I'm not going to talk about all the losses that I had in 2020, but I'm going to talk about the pivoting. A lot of what I prayed for in 2020 in 2019 was to be able to spend more time with my family, to have more time to be able to work from home more, to do telemedicine, to be able to cook healthier meals. Those were the things I prayed about in 2019. I did not anticipate that it was going to take a pandemic. Right. <laughs> Bring those prayers to, to pass, mm-hmm. you know. So I had to be really aware that as I was struggling, a lot of what I had prayed for had was manifesting, and it was truly the best of times and the worst of times, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that. I think um, some some of the things that <clears throat> excuse me that I remember and that are highlights is definitely that right. Like definitely seeing even in the midst of challenging circumstances, uncertainty. Like what stands out to me is really trying to like really see God in that and knowing that God is still moving, that God is still blessing that God still wants the best for me. And like you're saying, those things that we did pray for, it's like, it's actually kind of manifesting during this time, right? Like even with the other stuff going on, like it really is creating opportunity for if we allow ourselves to see it that way. I think that that's the other part. I got to allow myself to see it that way and allow myself to lean into lean into the moment in a way that's like healthy and positive while still acknowledging emotions. Cause I, that's what stood out to me as well is that I had to still acknowledge what I was feeling. That was huge this year. I think is the whole like acknowledging where you are and not being afraid to say, I'm not, I'm not good right now. This is not okay. I'm not in a place I want to be. Um, Because I will tell you, I felt like May and June, they were going to take me all the way out. I was going to be laid out in somebody's street, May, the whole month of May and June. I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm not okay. Um, And then I had to acknowledge that and say, okay, now what you going to do to work on that? And that's what 2020, I think, really, really taught me was this, like, you still have a role to play in thriving. And it's okay in those moments when you're just surviving. Because there were some moments of this year where I was like, all I need to do is get through this particular time. Um, and then I had to, you know, say, all I got to do is survive. But now when I want to thrive, what do I need to do to make sure that I am doing more than just surviving? I'm living. I'm making sure that, you know, things are happening. 
Uh, so that was, if I tell you, if that's something I want to take into 2021 and enjoy is that that package of it's okay when I'm not okay and I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Mm-hmm. There's some moments when I wanted my life to do better. And so mm-hmm. I have to, you know, figure out how to make it do that, how to, how to thrive in difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good place to be. I mean, I have to take on that perspective of trying to thrive, how to thrive and really think mm-hmm. about that because um, for me, 2020 has been like for everyone else, full of ups and downs. Um, I've had some, certainly had some wins and I've had some losses, um, but truly blessed to have made it through. And so there is always some good and just like, you know, all of my storms are made for my good anyway. So understanding that and holding on to that. And I will say, you know, 2020 on a practical standpoint, um, we have honed our problem solving skills. (laughs) (laughs) for sure Um, and we've also learned a lot about mental health and um, trying to stay motivated through this and heal I think a lot of people are thinking about what it takes to heal because we've had so much struggle in this year Um, and I know for me I had struggled in the midst of transitions life transitions that Mm -hmm. would normally happen you know 2019, end of 2019, I got married, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, we, we bought a house, we, you know, we're trying to start a family and, you know, we have, you know, illness through the family and COVID happens and I am trying to be an academic as well. And so there's just a lot of things that are moving and Mm -hmm. trying to juggle all of that. And you're right. There's a piece of it that says, you know, Hey, I have to be okay where I'm at. I know that everything is not, you know, may not be going well at the time, but it'll get better. And being okay and not having that guilt of not being able to manage everything so well. Yeah. That's so huge to let go of that, that perfection. That's, I mean, I feel like that's what something that 2020 was, you know, like, cause you're not going to manage it all well. There was too much for us to manage it perfectly. And so being okay with just making it, being okay, like if the ball dropped, okay, you know, I'll pick it up when I can, but I can't, you know, keep it all in the air right now. Like letting go of that, what we think perfection looks like. Cause sometimes I think we're just so unrealistic with what we think perfection is anyway, but even our, those unrealistic beliefs and stuff and letting it go and being okay with where you are, huge stuff. Mm-hmm. Something about the balance we had talked about every preacher talked about this is going to be a year of clarity of vision right. and honestly this was a year of clarity of vision you started to see what was really important to you what you could let go yeah there were some illusions and some images that you you could choose to i'm just gonna let that go that's not even important that's not priority and 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 so it really did bring about a lot of clarity as mm-hmm. to what our priorities are what they should be and what we could completely let go. Mm-hmm. And I think in doing that, like in a, in a real kind of balanced way, right. To just kind of know, you know, like you say, like not completely like cut off and let go of things that can be good for us and not like in an unhealthy way, hang on to certain things. Right. So it's just like how to like create that balance in our, 
in our lives all around, like holistically, right? How to create that balance in our lives, in our emotions, in our thought life, and spiritually, uh, financially, just like holistic kind of for real balance in each one of those areas. I like how you said that, Rhonda, like maybe there are some things definitely to let go of, to uh, shift down in our priority list, other things up, just like totally just kind of reprioritize um, kind of how we're looking at things in different areas. So like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So can we shift a minute? Because we've been kind of talking about these things that we learned, but can we shift to what we won? What were your biggest wins in 2020? The things that went well? Because I feel like it's real easy in 2020 to get focused on the things that didn't go well. And we try to kind of balance it. We're like, oh, I had some ups and some downs. But we focus a little bit on those downs a little longer than we did on the ups. What have been the ups? What are the wins from 2020? <laughs> I will say I jumped in to a private practice and I built it while I was flying. I, I had often thought, well, I don't think I want to go into private practice because I just want to focus on patient care. There's a part of me that wanted to, but after the pandemic, you know, people would call and say, you know, hey, where can I you know, send this patient? I'd recommend a place. They call me back and say, it's going to be three or four months. What else? And so I started to see patients um, and I was just doing it for free to begin with because they were desperate and I, I wasn't whatever. And so finally I was doing it a bit too much. And I was like, well, let me just check on getting on insurance panels. It turns out I was already on all the insurance panels. I just needed to add myself, my business to that. So I literally launched a business without so much as a website, a business phone or, or any such thing. But because I was doing it to add value to people, I abandoned my need for it to be perfect. Had there not been a pandemic, I would have still been planning. I would have still been building the perfect website, da-da-da-da-da, you know. And as it turns out, I didn't need a website. I still don't have a website for that, you know. But I am seeing patients. I'm on insurance panels. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it came from their need, not from mine. And it helped me to realize how many times have I been steeped in the need to be perfect and keeping people from the gifts that I have because I'm so worried about my image or appearing perfect or launching perfectly. Ooh, child. Yeah. <laughs> you said she didn't say it a lot with that. You done said a lot. You done said a lot. You done set my whole life up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for me, my some of my wins is that like to me I'm the kind of person I realize this about myself that I like value I think I really think God created me this way that I like just value personal growth transformation like even though like looking at ourselves for some people like they they, they may resist that that may be hard they may like uh, just kind of avoid that kind of inner search, like really looking on the inside of themselves and seeing what can be different and examining themselves, basically like self-reflection, that type of thing. That can be hard, but I think God made me in a way that I just find it fascinating. I find it really fascinating and I, I, I like personal growth and transformation. So for me, that's kind of been my win. Like for me personally, just like learning even more about myself peeling back a deeper layer and I think 
kind of like you said earlier, Rhonda, like even though like this year, obviously so much has gone on in this year in our world, in people's personal lives, families, communities, I would just say that could be still one of the highlights is it gave opportunity to do some, for me at least, do some of that self-reflection and then really grow in areas that I've really been needing to grow in for years and get revelation in some areas I've really been needing to get some true revelation, not just a surface level understanding, but a deeper revelation like, oh, like that's what that means, like for real, and then just grow in that area. Um, and I believe that has opened the doors for some things um, professionally as well, just really being able to have a better balance in my life. Like I, I, I really enjoy working with patients and I enjoy kind of that one-on-one um, counseling approach. Um, however, there's some other things that I want to do that's more maybe at a community level and on a different level and impacting um, just just change and advancement in a way that goes outside of the therapy room. So I really believe God has given me continued opportunity to do that. And so I thank him for it and praise him for it. Yay. You know, I I'm when you ask what, you know, what are the wins? You know, I think that and then I think this is a message for other people to really hear is that, you know, maintaining maintenance is a win as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so everybody, I know, I remember on social media at the beginning of this pandemic, people were saying, you know, oh, you should, you know, have five businesses and, 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 you know, basically achieve every single goal that you ever wanted in life during this, because now you get time to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for some, I mean, it's it's not a realistic thing to think about. So I think we should look at maintenance as a win as well. You know, so, you know, for me, really having time with family, even though, you know, God made that happen, having to move with my brother and his family and, and really um, building, those, building up on those relationships. Um, so understanding the importance of family, understanding my role as a, um, being sort of this educator, you know, I've, I've always shied away from um, teaching and mentoring and all of that. But um, in this time, I have found that that is who I am and, mm-hmm. uh, and I should embrace that. Um, and I found myself being that to different people, you know, people that I had no idea about, you know, um, that I would mentor. So not only from family and, you know, hey, this is what we need to do. Stay safe during this pandemic and blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and also from my research um, staff, you know, mentoring young people. I love that. So I have found that and I've been reacquainted with that. My mom says it was always there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this time has allowed me to do that. And um, I'm also grateful for, I consider it a win to be in a place and during this time where we are so, we get the special time to really focus on ourselves and, 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 but also in this time being able to help others, you know, so, so being able to do them both, you know, that's always been a tough balance of like self-care, self-love and taking care of yourself and, um, and becoming better individually, but also balancing that with the work that we do that we're rooted to of helping other people and so I feel blessed to be able to do that um, not only through my personal relationships but work as well you know it's a blessing to be able to still be able to do that during this time and so um, all those are wins and you know 
I think that, you know, we all should really think about, you know, some of those smaller things and, and even just, like I said, just making it. And I survived and that's a win I've maintained mm -hmm. during this time. So. Yeah. I agree. If I could just highlight something, I was over here praising God for something that you had said, Nikita, it was so powerful. I think like, like in the midst definitely of maintaining what you also said something to me that like touches on identity. Like that's what I, know what I heard you say, like during this time, you like discovering more of who you were created to be. Cause I think it's a big deal when you said mama always said, cause yeah. if mama always said that to me, mean that's probably some way you was born. Like it's something that was already in you. It's just, you're getting in touch with and discovering that. I think yeah. that's so, man, that's something for real. That's good. And not just her mama said that everybody who know her <laughs> say this. And she just be like, no, no, no. And now you see, yes, yes, yes. Maybe so. Maybe so. Good. That's awesome. I would add a, a win is now people are recognizing the value of mental mm. health and the value of mental health treatment. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic, people were not talking about their therapist in in the South. Now people are recognizing that there is a need. And because of the pandemic, there has been an uptake of telehealth and telemedicine as well. So people in rural communities who couldn't ordinarily find a mental health provider, now they can. And I don't think that after the pandemic, the, the practice of telemedicine is going to go away into the wind. Oh. Telemedicine is now here to stay. Right. And now reimbursements are, are, are coming up as well. When? Yes, yes. And I think that's huge when you talk about mental health because um, one of my wins from this year is that the thing that I am passionate about is educating people about mental health. And the opportunities that have come about to do that to where almost weekly I was on a panel doing a live about mm -hmm. mental health in the pandemic and doing all these type of things. Um, and so I see the shift starting to happen. It's not complete because we still have people who are talking about mental health for others and not necessarily themselves. So I can still see the mental health issues you get, but you know, not me. Uh, so when we get to that full shift where everyone notices the importance of mental health for themselves and everyone around them, it's going to be amazing. But I start, I'm starting to see that shift too. And it's been so mm -hmm. great to be alive during this time where we, the things we've been talking about and preaching Mental health, self-care, doing it, get you a therapist, normalize therapy. And you got other people, you know what, this therapy thing, people might need them a therapist. I just be like, oh, mm -hmm. thank you for saying that. Yeah. Put it on all your social Absolutely. media, get a t-shirt. Right. And I've been saying that for real. Like when you say that real, like more on social media, t-shirts. Uh, I've just, it's been a blessing for me to even hear from the pulpit. I feel like I've been hearing more people, faith leaders talk about it. I don't know if you all saw, at least on Facebook is at least where I see it. Um, I know, I know Taraji, Taraji P. Henson, like I think she has had a long standing been advocating for mental health, but she has a new, I don't know if it's a series or a page or something on Facebook. I've just seen a couple of episodes where she's been talking about um, suicide, trauma, PTSD, and just dealing with mental health and seeking mental health treatment. So that to me is really, I think, helping a lot of people, but definitely people of color to see people like representation matters, right? Just to see people who look like them talking about it and talking about their own personal struggles, right? So I thought that was awesome. And that's helping a lot of people, I think. The conversation is starting. And yeah. I'm not sure if the conversation would have started without the pandemic because we all realized when we were in lockdown 
and you were, you know, either locked down with the same people and you were getting tired of them or locked down by yourself and you were getting tired of being by yourself and all the uncertainty, we all realize like, if you are not at the best place in your mental health, everything around you starts to be impacted. Mm -hmm. And I think every single person was able to say, I am dealing with stress and I need to be able to deal with it well in order to thrive. And so like that, we wouldn't have had this conversation. We would still have been talking about it and people would have still been like, oh yeah, you're right. But now I feel like people get it a little bit better about the importance about taking care of your mental health. I agree. I agree. Because I think what's happening is maybe for some people who hadn't, I don't know, this may be true. This is just kind of anecdotal, I guess, that maybe for some people who haven't kind of dealt with significant kind of mental health issues are dealing with things in a different way than they've ever had before. And it's really, it's maybe putting people maybe in a place, hopefully, of compassion and empathy to kind of say, oh, like, if I'm feeling like this at this level, what is it like for people who already were having mental health challenges even before this? Like, wow, like, if I, like, exponentially, like, times this by 10 or 20 and make this my everyday, not just my temporary moment, like, oh, like, this this is something to really bring awareness to. Because I think 2020 has highlighted things and brought clarity to things that were already there. It's just really highlighting it and magnifying it in a different kind of way. Mental health and other issues that came out in 2020. The pandemic has made it okay for the, quote, strong Black woman Mm -hmm. to get mental health treatment. Right. My patient population has completely shifted. Mm -hmm. It used to be a certain type of folk that I would see. Now I'm seeing, for instance, I had never seen in my entire practice police officers or teachers the entire time I'd been practicing. They didn't come. Since this pandemic, I have police officers, I have teachers, I have doctors, I have nurses. Those, that was not my population beforehand. And I'm talking about black police officers, black nurses, black doctors, black therapists. Yeah. The, the people who, who traditionally bear the burden of the community that folks come to and talk to, mm-hmm. those are the people who are now saying, I can't fix it. I can't keep this superwoman cape on. This superwoman cape is really a weighted blanket that is bringing me down. Mm. And you're burning that freaking superwoman cape these days. And I love it because thinking they were coming for one thing, then there was so much chronic trauma that was on top of them that they had never processed that then we were able to disentangle. So this has just been an amazing, um, liberating, process for them to be able to talk about and air their dirty laundry, air our dirty laundry in a safe place with experts who will keep their information confidential. Because see, Black people, we always say, I'm just going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to talk to my pastor. I'm going to talk to my friends. Mm -hmm. But you get what you pay for. And when you go to see a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, what you are paying for is confidentiality. So you don't see your information on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Clubhouse or whatever. And you are paying for a scope of expertise. We are not talking to you about that one time when we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. We are talking to you about patterns and we have the information to share. So they are getting good information, healthy information, and they're getting it in a safe space. Yeah. I love it. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you said patterns, Rhonda. Like when I work with folks, I, I have said that word so often to people. I have I have printed it out and laminated it. <laughs> so that was the word? Of patterns. Patterns. That is it. Because they say, well, well, how do you and how how, how do you think that's gonna happen? And I'm like, listen, we have talked about this. It's patterns. That's how. And I would like for you to see this pattern that I'm seeing. So you're absolutely, I, I love that. I love that safe and secure private confidential space with people who have expertise, who have had training um, to be able to address these various issues. And hopefully like on my end is to be able to really see people free. You know, I, I know Tiffany, sometimes I say I put the churchy speed on things, but I really do see that a lot of people that we say it's so churchy, but that people are bound. You know, I think like fear, anxiety, uncertainty, like with 2020 stress, anxiety that has they can have people bound. Other things can too, trauma and all sorts of things. But I think like working with therapists and psychiatrists, psychologists, folks that are trained can hopefully be a way to see people free. And for people like I definitely believe in saying that God is our ultimate healer, right? He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He rescues us. He keeps us. He nurtures us. All of these things. He satisfies us. And he's also in all of his infinite wisdom has placed people in this earth that he has gifted to show just unconditional positive regard, create safe spaces to help people in their healing, still knowing that God is the ultimate healer, right? Like it's all possible. Absolutely. And you don't have to choose either or. And I think that's what sometimes people think or whatever. And so you know, I will tell them, you know, invite, ask the Lord to order your steps to a person who will be compassionate or tenderhearted towards you. Talk to, I mean, I'm happy to give you the names of people that fit your particular areas. And I love to tell folks, listen, because you had a bad experience with one therapist, does not mean that you cut off therapists forever. When you have a bad experience with Buddy, a Junebug, a Pee Wee, you go to the next man. When you get a bad haircut or a bad wig, you get another hairstylist. Just because you have a bad experience with one person or one medication does not mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater. No, go to somebody different. You know, drop your whatever it is, a DM, and we can send you to some folks. Go to Psychology Today or was it Black Girl Therapy? Therapy for Black, black. Therapy for Black <laughs> Girls. Therapy for Black Girls. And, and get somebody that looks like they, if, if, if you are part of the LGBTQ community, they have directories that specialize in that. If you're part of the, the people of color, they got directories that specialize in getting you connected to a therapist. Mm. And we have shifted to where we're talking about therapy. And we mean that this is the year of therapy, mental health, getting yourself together so you can do what you need to do. Yes. And that's it on that. Mm-hmm. What you say? <laughs> yeah. Say <laughs> so that's that. And our tips and tidbits for this afternoon are. Go see a therapist. Yeah. Talk about it. Walk it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't keep it to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is that what you're doing to, when you were processing your 2020? Is that how y'all processed it with with therapy, with a therapist? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my thing. Like, oh, like for real, yeah. I was just saying yeah. this to people. Like, I have a I have a sweatshirt that says Jesus and therapy. Like, and I mean that. 
Like when I tell you, like it's been time with the Lord and with a therapist, absolutely, yes. And um, and a mentor, like just like mentors, like people who are spiritual and just like life mentors who are encouraging, who would just send me, actually one person sent me a message today, just like, how are you doing? Just checking in. Like, so yes, that, yes, that helped me. Jesus in therapy, mentorship. Yeah, and I, had to, I had to use all of that to process 2019 first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 2019 and 2020 yes <laughs> but yeah. yeah which i think is a good point right because even with 2020 people already had stuff going on so it's not like 2020 came into our lives and everything was perfect it's like no we already had stuff we were processing dealing with navigating through 2020 just in some ways complicated it you know for us and other people it just kind of added more complexity to it and you know what the crazy thing about 2020 because a lot of our incomes took a hit but the other thing that happened was there you know there were times when I had to and you know a a few times a month I'll drive one way one way trip is two hours to work Mm -hmm. so I started saving money on gas we weren't eating out anymore I started saving money on eating out I wasn't buying clothes. I didn't buy a single school clothes for my daughter because she didn't go anywhere. So I saved money on school clothes. I haven't bought, I didn't buy any, I didn't buy any Christmas gifts this year. I saved money on Christmas gifts. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I, I, I saved some money this year on stuff that I would traditionally spend money on. I saved money on, um, on, on all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, you know, okay, it all balanced out. Now, I, that was me. May through, I mean, March through June. I was like, <laughs> uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not spending no money. I don't know what's gonna happen. The job is not as stable as I like it to be. And then after June, I realized shopping brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna shop. So the last part of the year, um, I didn't save as much. But um, <laughs> I am ending the year financially fine, so you know it's not you know I didn't take as I didn't take the hit that I thought I was going to take financially, mm-hmm. and so uh, but I did realize it's a, there's a few things that just bring me joy that I didn't have for a while, and when I can put them back in, they oh they came back strong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm buying clothes to sit in my living room. And what? It brings me joy to have pretty clothes, and I shall do it. Well, I bought more leggings. <laughs> I have a lot I'm impressed have really been botching it, because my husband bought me a bunch of clothes. I guess I was sitting around in my pajamas entirely too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I like what you're saying, Tiffany. I think people realize that because I think in the beginning we were so thinking, well, I don't know if everybody was, but some people were probably hoping that this was temporary and it was going to be over next month. And it was going to be over, okay, it's going to be, it's about to be over next month. And I think people didn't realize, oh, okay, this is about to be here for a while. So I really need to focus on what's going to bring me joy during this time and not live in kind of this temporary kind of space. Cause I think I was kind of like that, like kind of what's my temporary plan, but it's like, no, I need to make, do a whole pivot and an adjustment and situate my life in a way that still feels satisfying and full of joy in the midst of a pandemic. That's not, it's going to end next week 
or next month. That was definitely where I was. I mean, March mm-hmm. and April, though, I felt like I was killing the pandemic life. I mean, right. stuff was getting canceled. My schedule was clearing up. I was, you know, I was on top of laundry for the first time. And I don't know what on top of it. I mean, it was washed, dried, put away. I got on top of it. You know, checking the mail. I mean, I was killing it. I was like, this is great. But in my mind, I was still thinking in June, this, the numbers are going to go down. We're going to get this figured out. We're going to be moving by. And then it was like, well, in July, and in August, I think when I got to May and June is when I realized, oh, no, this ain't going nowhere. This is not going anywhere anytime soon. And so, yes, now you have to figure out what your new normal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I told you May and June, I was like, uh-uh, I don't like this life. What, what is going on? And I had to think about what are those things that bring me joy? I can't live my life inside my house with no human interaction. That wasn't, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't serving me well. So, you know, I had to find some friends. We had to make a pod so that we could get out and talk to some people because I am not built as much of the homebody as I I thought I was, not built for that life. I also realized that I don't like hugging everybody, but I do like hugs from some people. And also, <laughs> I'm not built to not have any type of physical contact with people. I got to figure this out this stuff out and so when I realized that this was not going to end in June and, and even right now when people are saying we're going to be okay in 2021 I'm like I don't know mm-hmm. I honestly don't have mm-hmm. any idea when mm-hmm. we will go back to anything that pre-2020 I'm not sure if we will in some instances so I got to figure out every day how do I thrive with what I'm giving right now and not spending so much time expecting it to be over soon because I just don't have any control over when it's over so yes, I'm a shop. Amazon is my friend. Right. Ooh, and they deliver the next day, girl. Many next times. Day, next day is here. I'm like, you know what? I want an ice cream freezer. Bam, on the front door. I, it, I love it. What? I'm not yes, we, you, you want to hear about my... Uh, my okay, y'all. After tradition. this is over, I think we need to have a pajama party at Tiffany's. Come on. I'm here for it. I, whatever you need, I'll buy it on Amazon. I'll have you some ports and and all the stuff ready to Oh, Tiffany. Wow. Yes, girl, yes. That's what I discovered. Like, I, there are certain things in my life that bring me joy that I took out. I had to put it back in. I had to find safe ways to do it. But yeah. I had to put it back in. Yeah, I had to embrace technology to do that. Because, you know, I didn't like, I don't like talking on the phone. Uh, I mean, it ain't, it's not that I don't like it. It's that I prefer, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I, you know, I prefer to talk to people face to face. You know, I like to see you and talk to you. So I had to embrace technology and was like, okay, you're going to have to sit on the phone with some folks. Yeah. I'm still not a good texter, but, you know, you might have to text some folks. <laughs> no, you are an awful texter. Let's be clear. Okay. I, do, I, do, I, I hate having conversations via text, FYI. But I had to, I've embraced, I'm a little better than what I used to be. I just want you to know. So if you think this is bad, you didn't want to see before. <laughs> I am real short. I like, you know, text is a short form of communication. Like, yeah, like I ain't going to give you the whole story, but you have to talk to me to get the whole story. <laughs> I feel like, and so I have to embrace some of those things, even Zoom, you know, like, okay, well, let me get Zoom on the phone. You know, I remember it was so funny. I used to have a Zoom account and one of my line sisters, she 
wanted us to do a call years ago on Zoom. And I was like, what is this? I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not signing up for this app, you know? So I was opposed to all these little, you know, new apps and technology, whatever, advanced. I just was not for it. So I had to download Zoom on my phone, on every computer, you know, because I realized no matter where I'm at, if I'm in the car, I might need to jump on Zoom. If I'm, <laughs> so I had to embrace technology. I did a Zoom funeral. Do you hear me? I did a hmm. Zoom funeral. And now it it was it was ideal when it was not somebody that I loved when I was just there to support some someone else. And it was ideal because I didn't have any tall shoes on. My feet didn't hurt. No old ladies get makeup on my dress or nothing like that. So that worked for me. However, when it was my aunt, then I would we I we need to hug. We need to eat. We need to dine. Da 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 da. Now it did help to where I could participate in funerals, you know, across the state that I ordinarily wouldn't have gone to. But I declare, I declare a Zoom funeral. That's something that's a little different, right. you know? Yeah. yeah, I agree. So you know what? We have talked so much about 2020. And the thing that I just kept hearing is that even in the craziness of the pandemic, God's goodness and grace was grace was not diminished. And we actually survived it. We are on the last day of the year. Uh Um, And we made it, which is just further proof that we can make it through these things. And even if we have to get some help from our tribe on the way, and if we have to add a mental health professional to our tribe to get through it, we have what we need to get through all of the rough days that are coming up too. So this has been great talking about 2020. And um, I'm looking forward to 2021.